That's right. It's time for the weekly review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Now, whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? And have you done your weekly review, or as you have morphed it into, the meow? <laughs> Hi, James. I, um, I'm doing good. I have not done a meow, I mean, which is pretty... You know, by meow standards, you don't have to do a lot to have said you've done the meow, but I haven't even done that. So, oh, well, what about you? Um, Yes, I did a weekly review, again, with the caveat that my inboxes are not empty. Um, But in terms of reviewing projects and trying to accomplish things in those active projects, yeah, actually, I've been doing pretty well with that. Um, Yeah. but my email box, ooh, it's not <laughs> it's not pretty. Um, so that is great. And um, while we're talking, we may as well talk about our weekly to-dos. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. So, Jean, what was your weekly to-do and how'd it go? Uh, my weekly to-do was to finish ordering Christmas gifts. And because I knew that by the time we were recording this, it would be close to that, you know, do it or forget about it deadline that you get in December. So I did. I, I mean, I didn't order a lot because I'm not ordering a lot, but I got some Gifts ordered and should be here by the end of the week. Yay me. <laughs> Excellent. Congratulations for Thank you. The for for causing some future holiday magic to happen for some people. <laughs> um and mine was actually to clean stuff out some stuff out of my garage which had accumulated, but I did not do that. Um, I swapped for another one, which was to actually put away a year's worth of Disneyland maps that I'd collected over the last year and had not bothered to do the proper filing and kind of, uh, so that I kind of swapped midway, um, what my to do was, but that is, uh, uh, something that's been on my to-do list for a long while, and I'm glad it is uh, now done for 2020. <laughs> Great. And then next week, um, oh, I, my next my next week is I have uh, I have uh, a project uh, to finish up and mail to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sounds exciting. Yes. Um, I don't even know. Yes. So uh, so look for that in the mail, Gene. Okay. That'll be my <laughs> weekly to-do. When we record, I'll be able to, to say, yes, he has actually done it. I, or, or not. Um, 
as you know, we have been talking about this project for a while. So, um, and it's not a Christmas present. <laughs> so it's not a, not got the same deadline as ordering Christmas gifts. Let's see. My next weekly to do is, um, I am going to Austin first week of January. Manton and I decided that the whole, um, the whole Twitter implosion tsunami of interest in micro.blog and related platforms really requires some sit-down time to adjust to, um, you know, what's been happening. And so I have booked my flights, but I haven't booked my hotel rooms, not because I couldn't just book them, but there's something going on with the website of the hotel chain that I usually book with, the Marriott, where um, when you try to book things flexibly so that you could cancel them if you needed to, they say, sure, no problem, just cancel by X date where X is like the day after tomorrow. And uh, that's not flexible. <laughs> but then I found that if I wait and come back around, then they fixed it. You know, it's like a bug. It's definitely a bug. So anyway, I will be hold, waiting for another week to see if that bug goes away in their system and then booking. So I have a place to stay in Austin, but I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a good to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, now that we have our to do's and reviews sorted out um, this week, you had wanted to talk about um, the uh, the process of a of facilitating a cross country move. Yeah. Um, yes, that's. Uh, I mean, I've been talking about it a little bit the last few weeks and certainly online um, on micro.blog and actually even on Mastodon a little bit. <clears throat> I have, um, have been helping out my dad and my stepmom. Um, they have, uh, they live in Florida. They're in their eighties um, and usually doing okay on their own, but it's kind of gotten to a point where, they need some extra help. And then my stepmother broke her hip and then all, <laughs> all bets were off. So um, between my siblings and myself and also her daughters as well, we have um, arranged for them to come to Portland because we have a lot of family members and extended family and friends here in Portland. And I, I've been in Florida uh, twice this month um, to help them out and also this last week to help them pack up and and fly to Portland. And I think I said to you, like, oh, I've learned a lot of things, <laughs> things that I would do differently myself, you know. Um, I Some of it is just like what I, things I want to remember um, as I age myself that, um would make life easier for me and for anybody helping me. So that's that's on my mind. And of course, you've traveled quite a bit um, to work on your own family stuff. So we're kind of we kind of were in the same boat this month, and that we weren't expecting to do. 
Yes, this uh, fall has definitely been uh, unexpected family tasks um, yeah. for both of us, which it's kind of, uh, I don't know, ironic's not the right word. It's coincidental that it, it just happened for both of us at the kind of in the same general yeah. time period. Um, so how yeah. did things go? Um, they well, they're here in Portland in one piece with all the stuff, all their stuff, not all their stuff. They so they're here in Portland on an extended stay at a um senior residence while my stepmother does uh rehab for her hip. And when they've had some time to rehab. You know, they can reevaluate whether they want to stay in Portland or not. So we didn't, it's not, we didn't do the huge thing of saying, okay, you're packing up, you're selling your place, and you're moving <laughs> to Portland. Um, and so, but we did, we packed two of the biggest suitcases ever, um, for, well, plus carry-ons, plus whatever. In fact, that was, there were all these little things that I, you know, I kind of forget that, um, I am used to doing things a certain way, like anybody else, but I have traveled a lot, and I know how to travel fairly efficiently. And when I came back from Florida with my father and my stepmother, plus my stepmother's daughter and her granddaughter, who also don't travel that much, I I was like alerted to the fact that People don't necessarily know how to pack. <laughs> so, ah. It's not. It's not an instinct. It's not a human instinct, or or the instinct is take everything you can. <laughs> so that, um, in fact, I had one of my jobs was finding a way to transport us from their home, about an hour north of Orlando, to the airport. Um. And I really didn't think calling a lift was going to cut it. <laughs> right, right. And um, but you know, I don't know if I. I think I talked about this last earlier this year of my my rental car horror story in Orlando in April, where I, I realized like, of course they rip you off in Orlando, <laughs> or at least <laughs> of course there's you know this is where all the tourists in the world come through here and. You know, sadly, there's this, you know, segment of of humanity that thinks it's uh, a, a good idea to try to get as much of their money as possible with giving them as little as possible. So I was I was feeling leery of hiring a car service sight unseen, but um but I definitely knew a lift wasn't going to cover it, and I don't use Uber um, anyway. So I did um, some research online and looking at different websites, and then, you know, I have two things I do to figure out, usually, like, with online things. First, I try to see how their website works, you know. If they say mm -hmm. book online or at least, you know, request a quote online, I try it. And if if their website you know, requesting a quote doesn't go well, I'm unlikely to book with them no matter what, because I figure, well, they, they don't care enough to, to have this system working. And 
But I did, and I did go through one site where I I get to the end, they're just like, okay, give us your credit card. And I'm thinking, wait, you haven't even told me how much it will be. <laughs> so <laughs> there's like, no way. Part of me was like, well, maybe I should. And I'm like, nope, 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 don't do that. So um, I tried another site and I got a quote and then they, uh, um, I got the quote in the mail, uh, in the email, an email. And, you know, it's not cheap, but I, I didn't expect it to be cheap. <laughs> I just, I, I was asking for a, a very, very large car that could carry um, all these people. And what I thought was like, it says five people, five suitcases. I'm like, yeah, that's what we want. But then after I booked it, I realized like, no, it's nine suitcases. <laughs> God, yes. Um, because not, four people have two suitcases and one person, me, has just one. Um, so I, anyway, I, I, I mean, as a side note, I made a new best friend uh, in the Orlando area, if anybody ever needs a car service, uh, including you, James Dempsey, um, let me know because uh, I have, we, we decided this, this um, woman, the owner of the service, she's Scottish, and she immediately knew. I should have figured that she was Scottish because she didn't even ask me how to spell my name. And then she, uh, she said, oh, I have McDonald's. You know, my granny has McDonald's on this side of her family. And she said, just tell your dad that family is coming to pick them up. <laughs> so <laughs> I loved it. And they were great. And the, and truly family came to pick them up because the driver who was, who was English, he was her husband. So that was, uh, and the car was perfect, but you can't fit nine suitcases, even in a really big car. They had an, an additional, that kind of platform on the back to strap luggage to. Yes. Um, and so anyway, that's the thing I learned by the way, James, that's one of my, my, my point, And I do have one is, um, you, you know, you go into something thinking certain things would be obvious. And then you realize like, no, it's not like people do things differently. They apparently need all of those items. And, uh, and, and to be fair, they're coming from Florida to the Pacific Northwest in the winter time. It's way easier for me to go in one little suitcase down to Florida, you know, because I don't bring a coat. I don't bring a lot of sweaters or, or any sweaters. <laughs> so anyway, so that was interesting. Um, that, and, but just being at the airport, um, I would say another thing I, I would do in the future is absolutely get printed boarding passes. My father had the app with the boarding passes on it. Um, I had my boarding pass separately because my booking was separate from the four of them. And, and at the crucial moment, he couldn't figure out how to get the boarding passes, you know, get oh, to yes. the boarding passes. And that wasn't great. And I had told them I would meet them on the other side because I was going through TSA pre-check, right? And that oh, I thought yeah. I thought they'd be okay because they were with the wheelchair guys. So yeah, we had we we had two wheelchairs and two wheelchair guys. I thought, well, you know, they have professionals to shepherd them through this process. <laughs> but 
Then I got to the other side, and I was like, no, I couldn't find them anywhere. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I am in trouble <laughs> with the rest of my family for, uh, you know, I had one job, which was get them to the plane. Um, but it turned, you know, I, I was able to text my stepsister, and I said, um, <laughs> I can't find you. And she said, oh, we had to go back to the counter, so... And we had been at the counter, obviously, to check in all that luggage. And I just should have said, like, please print us out some boarding passes. They would do that. It takes two seconds. And then it would be the old-fashioned way, which works better for old-fashioned people. That Yes. It, I think it also potentially works better just if there's multiple people traveling together. Mm-hmm. Right where, you know, because otherwise you, there's a lot of fiddling on the phone. If everybody isn't carrying their own phone, it's better to just have them physical and scan a few people in at a time. But yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, these are just my notes for for flying them back if we, if, when that time comes, if we do that. And um, yeah. That was, I, I guess the theme of this podcast is turning into like, what happened to Gene at the Orlando airport? <laughs> because my other story is we, you know, the wheelchair guys dropped us off at the gate and nobody was at the gate. And I thought that doesn't seem right. But to the other four people, they were like, okay, we're going to go get food. And we'll, you know, we were early, but still. There's never no one at the gate. No one, you know. So, uh, and I mean no other passengers. And if and I got paranoid, but it took me a while to find the information because Alaska is not a big um, airline at Orlando. So, um, finding somebody or finding a board with the actual information, I, I found we were at the wrong gate, as I theorized and. I had to move them. <laughs> Which makes sense. Yes. Well, uh, uh, being aware of your s surroundings in an airport is always important because they can change a gate on you. They can, like, all sorts of yeah. things can happen if you're not paying attention. Usually it doesn't, but occasionally it can. Um, so it's good that you your your spidey sense was tingling. <laughs> Why are we the only people at this gate? Um, yeah. it, it couldn't be that uncrowded a flight. Um, no. On occasion, no. when I fly southwest, uh, mm -hmm. they'll board from a gate that's usually used by another airline. Like that's happened to me oh. like two or three times over the last year. Um and it's always it freaks me out to no end, right? Because you're, you're mm -hmm. like standing at the gate for that's usually used by like Frontier or something. And you're like, this doesn't this doesn't seem right. Um, but there's there's the person in the you know the Southwest whatever polo shirt doing the announcements and everything. So um, yeah. But that that initial that initial this are is this right? Yeah. Um, definitely is is uh what's the word um it throws you 
Um, it does. But yeah, I can I, see that. I also just um, from your from your entire story, I think it's it's great that your uh, your dad and your stepmom are out in Portland, um, but it's not permanent yet. Mm-hmm. Like that, it gives them a chance to see see how they feel about it, see how they like it. Um, they're close to a lot of relatives, um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's not that it it makes it perhaps easier to make the move if they decide to, but it also mm-hmm. hasn't like shut the door on going back if that's what they decide to do. So having like a trial period in essence, yeah, that that sounds like a really a really great idea. Yeah, um, we were earlier this year talking about doing this because um, it just was becoming clear that they needed a little more help. Um, and they didn't really have a way to get a little more help. And we, you know, it seemed like, well, while they're in good, relatively good shape, figuring out what they want to do next, it's, it's, you know, it's good timing. And, uh, so we had already, I had already visited this senior residence back in the spring (laughs) because my father asked me to check it out. And he he had this idea of like maybe they'd figure out a way to be in Portland half of the year in Florida half the year, which you know would be ideal in some ways. But but then my my stepmom slipped and broke her hip in the doctor's office. By the way, (laughs) oh jeez, yes, I'm laughing. It's not funny, but compared to to slipping and 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 wrecking your knee in the middle of uh, Italy, where you know nobody, <laughs> so, tripping in the doctor's office is more convenient, I guess. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So she, yeah, it would obviously that was not in the in the plan. And once that happened with her, then everything was ha- had to be different. You know, um, they needed a lot more help right away, and. And a way for us to like help them and also monitor that help and make sure they were being taken care of. So, so anybody who is, you know, thinking about either for themselves because you're at a certain age or for your parents, like it getting, I mean, I'm glad we did the, the research we had done already yes. that helped us. But it would have been nice if what we were doing now, which was the plan, was to have them come for like a month just for Christmas and see how they liked the the facility and not have a lot of worry about rehab or, you know, health issues or whatever. So so planning ahead. And so this is, you know, it's like <laughs> so to go from the have printed boarding passes uh, side of the spectrum to have a life plan. This is the other thing, you know, that was on my mind when we were talking about what to talk about today is that I, I think I talked last year how I finally um, worked with a lawyer to do, you know, the full on uh, trust in the state work 
for myself so that I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore and not leave anything un leave things undone for people yes. who you know if I were to pass away I would not like it <laughs> I would be dead so I wouldn't know but I, w I didn't like knowing in advance that I hadn't really sorted things out um, beforehand. So, so I felt pretty good about, you know, getting it really, really done, like not just printing something off of the internet and signing it, but um, really making a plan. Um, that should make it pretty relatively easy. Not, I'm sure it's not easy exactly, but... Um, avoiding some of the problems you hear about when people haven't properly set out their plans. Um, but having gone through this situation now with them, I'm like, oh, you know, this is a whole nother aspect of planning that I really hadn't started thinking about, you know, for, and I don't think I need to exactly now. I'm not that old, but I need to to have it on my <laughs> whatever decade at a glance to do to do list that um, you know at some point maybe ten years from now I don't know I I need to know what I would want to happen if I needed to move to a place that was a senior assisted living type place so anyway. And they never thought about that. We never talked about it, you know. And I don't, it's, you know, it's it's not necessarily going to happen for everybody. But, you know, knowing what's involved, thinking about the scenarios, are, it's. I think it's important. So that I will be working on. I'm not, I'm not going to be working on all the details. May, uh, I may just move in next door to my dad, you know? So. Yes, well, that, that would be... Well, I I don't know. This is maybe 10 years ago. We went to visit a friend of the family who was in an assisted living facility. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, it, it, she was definitely... Uh, you know, it's like her own apartment and, mm -hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we got the grand tour of everything. I'm like, when can I move in? Like, I know. <laughs> like, you go, like you go get your meals. You, somebody cooks for you. Everything's like, it's like, yeah. why, why, why can't everybody just do this? <laughs> like, why do I have to wait till I'm older? I, I, sounds like, sounds good to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, when I took the <clears throat> tour of this place. I thought, wow, they have movie night every night, and they have a popcorn machine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a movie theater style popcorn machine, and and they have movies every night in their little auditorium. It's not even that little, you know. It's it's, and uh, I mean, they have a bar, and apparently they have poker games there. I I saw that on the bulletin board when I was just there this week. But it says poker game, bring one dollar. So <laughs> that would be my one caveat about playing poker as a senior citizen. Um, try not to get fleeced. But um, yeah, it's it 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 could be nice, and it's um, yeah it it just but everything 
is better if you have a chance to like really weigh your options and decide on what you want. You know, like right now, even though we have this issue with um, hip rehabilitation, still they're they're not bedridden. You know, (laughs) right? Well, they get around and they can they can enjoy it and also like get see what it's like to eat meals in a communal facility on a regular basis. But they can also cook. They have a kitchen. They have an apartment, you know. So Absolutely. Um I do remember, you know, going back 20 plus years, my grandmother had moved into a place like this in Boca Raton, which is where she was where she lived and um and it reminded me of a hotel. <laughs> it was kind of, it was quite fancy which would go, you know, with that was the kind of person she was, but you know, now that I think about it, I realize she she did take care of it, you know. Nobody f- forced her or moved her in there or said, it's time for you to make a change, I'm pretty sure, because she was very um, independent and pretty headstrong, I but, but smart, like very, you know, sensible about life and reality of, of life. So I think... I mean, I might ask my dad about this, but I think she she figured this out for herself while she was still able to do that, and uh, and that's where she stayed. And eventually, she had to move into the part where they have to give you a lot more care. But you know, she was on her own in her little apartment. It was beautiful, really. So. Whatever. Anyway, so that's, I had not been thinking about that. Um, and I'll throw in one more thing that I'm learning, or I learned, is um, I was helping my my stepmother do her physical therapy, which she had quite a lot of to, you know, rehab her hip. And it made me realize that I want to do more physical therapy for my knee like I never Mm -hmm. really got a hundred percent better and and then I want to keep doing those kinds of exercises for good because why wait until you're you're weakened and you know just gotten out of a hospital bed to start building your muscles and working on your balance like let's work on it now so that's my so I'm good. I did sign up. I actually signed up for uh, some online Zoom classes for um, that uh, with a trainer that I used to work with, so that I can, you know, return to that kind of workout because I've kind of let that go. Um. Well, nice. That's good that you've signed up for those. And yeah, there's no why wait until you're right. Why wait until you're you're weakened or need the well physical therapy is really yeah recovering but it's it's very similar to it's exercise right mm-hmm. so um it's just with a specific like recovery in in mind but in the end there's no reason that you shouldn't stop you should stop exercising just because you know your knee doesn't hurt the way that it did after your accident sort of thing. Right. But it is easy to fall into, you know, okay, that's like, it is interesting how kind of in your mind, we kind of divide it up, right? Oh, I'm going to physical therapy as opposed to I'm 
like doing exercise, like a workout, even right. though, you know, they're very similar, like they're, they're almost identical. It's just the label we put on them makes us think about them differently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, so. Well, that's, that's all sounds wonderful and good. I also need to do some uh, estate planning stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, and it always, it does, it always amazes me that we like that having these kind of conversations isn't more kind of normalized. It's always seems awkward. It always mm-hmm. seems like it catches everybody by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know. Like <laughs> it shouldn't be surprise. It sh- it should be not like, be a surprise. It should not be a surprise. We know. Um, it just it always seems to me like like as a society, this should just be something that like is part of the natural course of things, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to it. But on the other hand, you know, uh, it's not like like one of the things we love to do is uh, pretend that we're not mortal. Um, mm-hmm. so I understand kind of why, but it just seems like, uh, uh, from a, from a logical perspective, it's pretty dumb. Um, from an emotional <laughs> perspective, it makes complete and total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe those two things sum up humanity entirely. Um, <laughs> we do a lot of things that are rationally pretty stupid, but emotionally make a lot of sense um well do you have anything else uh for this week gene no i think i i've had enough (laughs) well in that case let's wrap up this episode of the weekly review so we can get back to getting things done um you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm on micro.blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. And you can always email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. Um, it'd also be great if you'd rate or review the podcast. Uh, helps new listeners find us. Helps us find new listeners. And probably best of all, we just love hearing from you, our listeners. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done. And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. There's a